Like it's only a matter of time until Afra is live action. Like, like it's the biggest gold mine. Afra as a character. What if that's wait? I'm sorry. I've just been kind of confused about why Vader is in this series. Like, if not, if, if is Hannah freaking out? Sorry, I'm short circuiting. <laughs> I'm short circuiting. Afra is I'm gonna lose my mind. are live with another episode of the Keeg Talks. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. This is the show brought to you by the Keeg, uh, where we talk about a different geek topic every uh, other week or so. Today, we're talking about Star Wars love. We're talking about our love of Star Wars. Uh, And I can't do it alone. Uh, Never have and never will. Instead, let me introduce uh, my awesome guests uh, for today. To my right, this way, we got Chris, a.k.a. Star Wars Lawyer. Chris, how you doing today? Hello, what have we here? How's it going, Dimitri? Uh, it is going okay, other than a late start. But um, uh, I am looking forward to the conversations that we're going to be having today. So uh, looks like you're in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Lando's rightful ship. Is, is it your favorite ship? Like you personally? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, Safe okay. to say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, I'm glad to have you, whether or not you're on this planet or not. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, and then in the window right under mine, uh, we got Marianne, aka Screaming Namaste. Marianne, Hi. how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. You just got back from Disney, yeah, Disney. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Galaxy's yes. Edge soon, soon enough. <laughs> <Lots to say. laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but thank you uh, so much for, for coming on here. And then of diagonally, um, sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? I just said, of course, happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, and then diagonally to me, we got discount Bo-Katan herself. We got Hannah. Hello. Hannah, how Hi. you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, uh, it's been so long since I saw Hannah uh, on the show. No, you were on, were you on the Keyback like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, like two weeks ago i think yeah Yeah. well now you're here to talk uh specifically about star wars so i am um i uh i'm really interested and oh by the way uh we are live streaming to three different platforms right now volume.com slash the keeg show twitch.tv slash the keeg show um and uh, youtube.com slash the keeg show and then later we'll turn this audio into a podcast and get that on the keeg uh wherever you get your podcasts so that's something to look forward to um I guess the opening question that I have for all of you is when did you get into Star Wars? Because Star Wars has been around before any of us were born. Um, Chris, uh, you got a you got an interesting story on how you got into it? Yeah, so uh, it, it, it's definitely been a, a family affair. So I'm the youngest child. And my older brother, he loves Star Wars. And so he always has since we were little. He he would run the tape out of those VHS tapes that we had. And so as, as he would tell the story, I was being a rambunctious three-year-old running around, not listening to anybody. And he was just like, you're going to sit here and watch Star Wars. And I did. And then that next year is when The Phantom Menace came out. And that was everybody's birthday party in the summer of 1999 
Oh, I yeah. saw that movie so many times. And I'd like to say that my consciousness began when Darth Maul activated that second lightsaber. Like it was it. It was a wrap. I was done. Um, <laughs> that second lightsaber was super cool. That 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 moment right there. Uh, Marianne, were you going to say something? I just said it sounds like a core memory. Yeah. <laughs> Why was Star Wars a punishment for you? It seemed like a punishment. <laughs> You have to sit down and watch this. Stop running around. No, it wasn't like a punishment. It was more like my brother didn't want to be an older brother and have to like wrangle me down. So he's just like, here's something that's like flashing lights and colors. Yeah, that, that'll that'll suit the toddler. Yeah. Um, do you understand all of it? Uh, at, at the time, pro- probably not. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember like, probably you know lightsabers and like always wanting one in back then we got the good plastic lightsabers the ones that you could actually fight with for more than like 10 seconds before they broke yeah um and so like i remember doing that and all like everybody wanted to run around and be a jedi or something like that always remember that yeah okay all right um marianne you have a you have a were you punished and forced to watch Star Wars? <laughs> no, no, not nearly as interesting of a story as that. But um, I first saw Star Wars when they re-released the original trilogy in theaters, and I think it was 1997, to sort yeah. of, like, reignite the hype before the prequel trilogy came out. And um, my mom had been, like, an OG Star Wars fan in the 70s, and so she was like, oh, my God, I have to take you to see this. So she took my brother and I to the re-release of A New Hope, and that was just, like, the best introduction to star wars to see a new hope on the big screen at seven years old like literally the best way to get into star wars and i've been hooked ever since uh that's awesome i i mean i got some questions but we'll we'll finish this (laughs) and then i have some questions for everybody okay hannah how'd you get into it Mine is actually more similar to Chris's. It was a little bit against my will. Oh, okay. Um, so (laughs) i well because i was like i it, it was christmas um and my family does both um, Hanukkah and Christmas. Uh, so we were, you know, like chugging to the end of like the the holiday season. And it was like everyone in the family was like together for the last of this, you know, tail end of uh, us being together. And uh, my brother had received like a box set of the original trilogy for Christmas. And so you know, my, I think it was maybe my uncle who was like, yeah, let's all watch this together. Like, it'll be so much fun. And I was like, no, that's a boy movie. I want to watch something else. Like, <laughs> stop it. And they were like, sh- sh- you'll, you'll like it. There, there's a princess. There's a princess. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was like, uh, yeah, I was, I was about seven years old. Um, so that was, that was a, a good, uh, introduction i think i was like kind of bitching about it until leo showed up um sorry i don't know what what's the language parameter uh no you can say whatever the fuck you want That's perfect fine. i was bitching about it um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were own it you know you were bitching yeah about it. yeah yeah um so yeah that's that's sort of where it began and then i had like a very uh you know like a, a casual but positive relationship to star wars until the uh sequel trilogy started coming out when i was a freshman in high school and um that was kind of like oh like hey i remember really liking this as a kid let's get back and you know um after i saw force awakens i was like i'm set i'm in like let's do it yeah for the long haul what what about force awakens made you go in it for the long haul 
you know, I just enjoyed it so much, but I think um, the fact that there was like an online fandom mm. that I could just immediately jump right into yeah. was so like, you, you know, like, cause in that kind of period of time, I had started having social media when I was like in sixth grade, sixth grade. So the same thing happened to me with like, I saw Frozen and I loved it. And then there was an online like community talking about how much they loved Frozen. And I just got like really into it because of that. Like that was kind of par for the course for me. Yeah. Um, Are you still a big fan of Frozen? I I mean, you know, I I enjoy it a lot, but not, not like I used to be. I, uh, (laughs) I had a whole cosplay. I did, um, I did princess parties as Anna. (laughs) Like it was a, it was a, it was a whole thing. Uh, I got like the extension actually put in my head with the, the white streak. Okay. Um, just wore that to school all the time. Um, that was very, very big. So, you know, like I, it was kind of like my thing is like, oh, I'll find a movie that I like. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, I like that walking out of the movie theater. And then I start talking about it with people online. And I realize like, oh yeah, I remember thinking that was cool too. Blah, 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 blah. So the ball gets rolling once it moves to like Instagram. Yeah. That was my experience. Um. Before you guys were into Star Wars, was there a different thing that like occupied all your headspace and then you had to like bump it down to bring Star Wars up? Star Wars was it was probably the first is either that or Batman. Yeah. So like around the same time because of my older brother. So yeah, it's been a Star Wars life for me. Do you just did you just follow whatever your older brother did? Or he forced it on you or what either or I mean, I think it was more like I wanted to do what they did. Yeah. Um, because you know, like, you know, they would play video games I would want to play. They would give me an unplugged controller and I would I would think I was playing, and then they were like, Oh yeah, good job, Chris. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh it's fine. I do that with my niece now, except she got she got caught on when she was four. And I was like, Man, I thought I had a couple more years of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was more of those things like wanting to do with uh what my brothers did uh and then you know coming into my own for whether which was generally the books uh post the phantom menace yeah i feel like the stories are like the stories for each of our like experiences are different depending on our age Mm -hmm. i feel like that definitely changes things because i was in uh no i'm not gonna say but i was a kid i was a kid when prequels came out so you know just an older kid um and so uh I had a good amount of time after I watched the original trilogy at my friend's house. Like I watched it before school started on VHS because I was like carpooling with my friend and he was like, I got, I got Star Wars on VHS. I'm like, I've never seen it because my parents aren't into like science fiction or fantasy. Like they like Iron Man, Spider-Man's pushing it. They like Batman. (laughs) That's cool. Fast and the Furious, right? Like, realistic action movies um but like star wars has never been like their thing um so my friend showed it to me and i watched it in like half hour chunks before school started on vhs i think it's interesting that you just called spider-man a realistic movie i said spider-man's pushing it i said spider-man's pushing it yeah 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 (laughs) but like uh can i get them into like thor ragnarok which i love i don't know whether i can get them into thor ragnarok that's wild you know um (laughs) And so, like, that's just my parents. I was like, over the pandemic, I was like, oh, here's Fast and Furious. I think you'll like this. I've given up on Star Wars with them, you know. <laughs> but I show my mom baby uh, Grogu, uh, and I'm like, and she's like, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, yeah, that's the extent of that, 
you know <laughs> did you guys have parents that were into uh star wars is that something that you guys like share yeah my mom she was been a fan since the originals when they came out in the 70s yeah yeah same my parents saw it now they remember uh most things that happened in the movies but if I, i'll be like yeah whose lightsaber is this and it, it's like luke's they'll be like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you're giving your parents trivia like star wars trivia <laughs> You know, I, I gotta, I gotta test their, their, their geek cred, their nerd cred every yeah. once in a while. Uh, I don't test my parents on anything we watch. Like, that's like going a step too far. I, I, you know, I show them a movie. I ask them, did you like it or not? And then they tell me, and then I'm like, cool. I don't need to ask you character names. They're not gonna. They're just like, eh, whatever. For me, it's like a little bit of payback because, like, at least for the the sequels, we all saw them together. We, I think, we all saw all the prequels together at one, like at least once, yeah. uh, in theaters. Um, but you know, especially now that I'm older, my dad especially will just be like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "I don't know, Dad. I'm seeing the movie for the first time." <laughs> so now, afterwards, when I'm triggering on trivia, I was just like, "See, see, this is. Were you paying attention? No, yeah. okay." Uh, <laughs> Hannah, did you my- say? Yeah, no, I mean, my, my dad saw the movies growing up and I, there's this story that he always tells, um, my aunt really tells it because she's spiteful about it, uh, that um, after A New Hope came out, he and like his friend would play Star Wars and they would be like Han and Luke and they would take my aunt and they would like tie her to a pole in the basement and be like, you're Leia and you have to wait till we come and rescue you and then leave and play Star Wars by themselves. And she just would wait. And like my grandma would come down and just bring her snacks, but leave her tied to like the pole. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a militia. I'm sure it was just kind of like a, there's some, yeah, there's a headband around your wrist. I don't right. think it was anything crazy, but she was just like, you left me there alone in the basement. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was being supervised by mom, so I'm sure it wasn't. But like, I'm sure it was safe. Then, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, except for it was the 70s and nothing was safe for kids, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, like that. So based on that, that story and like the fact that, you know, the movie theater that we might, I grew up living near, my dad would be like, oh, like I saw um, Return of the Jedi there when it first came out in that theater. I So I was under the impression he was like a big Star Wars fan. So I, I was like, dad, get into it with me. And he was like, I kind of remember these things like yeah. vaguely. I don't know. I was 10 when I, I saw that movie, like, <laughs> you know, um, I do know that one of the first things he and my mom did when they got back for their, from their honeymoon was watch The Phantom Menace. Um, and that was a real buzz killer for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, good thing, good thing they watch it after the honeymoon. You know, not during the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, it's weird how like everybody has a different thought of, thoughts about the prequels uh compared to the original trilogy again depending on whether like you grew up with it or not um but like because before the 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 prequel trilogies came out like uh i uh i was reading a lot of the books and now it's legends but um my favorite star stuff about star wars is like the expanded universe stuff um and then the prequels come out and then i'm like oh hmm this is not what i had imagined the prequel trilogy to be and that's like coming in as a you know 
whatever age-year-old uh, uh, with my, like, preconceived expectations. Did you guys have that, or are you, like, who's... I didn't watch the prequels until, like, 2016. Um, oh. So I kind of knew, I, I, I was watching the sequels before I was watching the prequels. Yeah. Um, so I, from existing on the internet, I kind of knew what all of it was. What to expect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marianne? Yeah, I um, I had been a huge fan of the original trilogy already by the time the prequels came out. Um, so when I saw them, I'll be honest, I was not a huge fan. Um, I think I was like 15 when Revenge of the Sith came out. And I remember absolutely hating that they had Padme just die. And I know that there's different like, you know, theories or is Palpatine involved and whatever. And that always stuck with me. I was just like, what? She was like so strong. And now she's just like sad over a man after she gave birth to twins. And so that's really like where a lot of my TikTok jokes sort of came from, because that had been such a sticking point for me as a teenager. I was just like, who wrote this? This is misogynistic. And like, I just kind of went with it from there for my jokes um because I liked her prior to that and remember being disappointed so yeah I wasn't a fan really of the prequels um when they came out but then um the sequels totally like you know I felt the total opposite I yeah. was obsessed with Ray I just loved all of it Pat Padme's not dead she's hanging out with Mace Windu somewhere <laughs> wait waiting to come back um, who, who's to say oh Mace um <laughs> Chris, did you uh, uh, did you have preconceived notions going into the prequels? No, not until we got to Revenge of the Sith, um, because at least you know for well, I guess a little bit for Attack of the Clones too, um, because you know for the Phantom Menace it was like oh lightsabers go burr uh, that that's all, that that was my cognitive thought yeah um, but for with Attack of the Clones because you had the Jedi Quest books come out. And so I had like the the preconceived notions of what Anakin and Obi Wan would be like, and I feel like for the most part they they kept that except for I, Anakin was a lot. I mean, I I think back then I thought what Anakin was saying was like peak romance, but I was like seven, mm -hmm. uh, so you know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you know, and now looking back, I was like. But then, you know, with Revenge of the Sith, especially because you had, like you were talking about the expanding universe, the Star Wars Republic comics by Dark Horse, yeah. like I read those religiously. And so when it came to, you know, like, you know, seeing Grievous go up against Obi-Wan, I'm like, oh, this is going to be epic. And then it happened. Uh, yeah. And then I remember I was just like, yeah, but that fight for Anakin versus Obi-Wan, I don't know why. And I just remember this like a week or two ago. Like I imagined like some desert planet showdown. And then, like, sort of how, like, it ended, but Anakin was just going to be left in sand. And yeah. that was going to cement his hatred <laughs> for Obi-Wan because he left him in sand. Yeah. Uh, but, I yeah. I guess lava's just melted sand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, there it is. There, there it is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think preconceived notions really hit for me more when it came to the sequels because I had been at least four probably since I was maybe around like 12 or so had been reading the expanded universe, uh, comics, books, anything I could get my hands on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I used to read like the junior Jedi Knight books and the young Jedi Knight books. Wait, which one was which? Which one was Jason and Jaina? I think that's young Jedi Knight. Young Jedi Knights. And then junior was Anakin Solo. 
mm. and like lyric or Tahiri. No, I don't know. Anyway, good old, good old Anakin. I'm just spouting names at this point. Um, but yeah, I used to like the books because I used to just imagine what it was. And then when you actually like see it on screen, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, did you guys play any of the like the video games or anything? I did a little Lego Star Wars, but I, I don't really remember. I was more of a Lego Harry Potter gal, to be honest. I like how your your idea of the video games goes back to Lego Star Wars. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like since I've played Knights of the Old Republic yeah. and everything, but like growing up, that was not at all in my world. Yeah, Marianne, I uh, um not a ton. Yeah, um, yeah, because I when Episode One came out, like Episode One Racers was like mm-hmm. huge, uh, and like why why else? you know, would I know um, uh, Ben Quadaneros? Like, why would I know his name if not for the game? Uh, Chris, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi game that was an Xbox exclusive, Jedi Power Battles, the pod racing game, like you said. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time is Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Oh, and I yeah. absolutely love that game because it did like customization and I was able to make myself a black Jedi, insert myself into the game. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I will I still I will still play that game because they just re-released it for like the Switch and the Xbox the uh-huh. past couple of years. So I will still play that game. Still holds up to me. Did you play Even Dark the- Forces? Mm-hmm. That was I remember that was crazy. Yeah. And then they decided to add the lightsaber and the powers to the sequel and then call it Jedi Knight. Yep. Yeah. Um Everything that I learned about Star Wars when I was a kid, I had to do it either like by myself and go to the library and like look up books, um, which luckily like the kids section had the books that I needed because um, uh, my parents didn't know really Star Wars. Um, and then like my best friend growing up knew about it. So then we used to read Star Wars books in class and like open the book underneath the table in that little gap and like read it and then get in trouble. I I had kind of a similar experience to that, except I wasn't like really there. For some reason in my elementary school library, they had one of like the expanded universe books. I don't know, it was centered around Han and Leia, I think. But it was like this thick, it was huge. It was an absolute brick. And it was in the elementary school library for some reason. Mm. And I just remember like finding it and I was like, a Star Wars book. And I checked it out and I just carried it around for a while and I never read it. And then I like skimmed open and I looked at it and I was like, hee hee, ha ha, Han and Leia had kids. I've gotten everything I needed to out of this book yeah <laughs> this is all i was willing to do uh in my uh, it's funny that reminds me like in my elementary school library they had like there was like a a, a short series with like trioculus and triclops and like the emperor's son kind of thing and it's like zorba the hut's revenge or whatever there was like books like that and then I, that was at my like elementary school library that i checked out um Zorba the Hut. That was a thing. Anyway, uh yeah, elementary school libraries for the win. Um, I wanted to shout out uh Bariku Wookie out there. Uh Bariku Wookie's in the comments, Explosivo Steve is in the comments, and Brian with the beard. All of them are on volume.com slash the keyed show. Uh, but we also got uh Twitch and YouTube open as well, but nobody's there, but that's fine. Um uh where uh what 
which one of the trilogies really stand out to you as like your favorite? I know that's a, it's a hot, it's a hot topic. I can't say it because everyone will get mad at me, but it's the sequel trilogy. I like it the best. Yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to be objective about it, yeah. I would say probably like the highest quality trilogy is going to be the original trilogy for me. Mm. Um, but, you know, I just, because I was there when it came out and then making fan theories in between the next one and then when The Last Jedi come, came out and then making fan, fan theories for Rise of Skywalker and, you know, like, their opening night for some of them it just like it hits different and i still can't watch rise of skywalker without openly weeping every time han solo shows up like (laughs) i love rise of skywalker do you yeah that's my favorite out of the sequels but my favorite overall trilogy would be the original trilogy i just have a lot of nostalgic attachments to like being a kid and playing with the toys and reenacting scenes and things like that when I was uh, a kid with the toys, I had a couple toys and I hadn't seen the movies yet. So I would just kind of make up stuff of what I thought Star Wars <laughs> was. And then I saw it and then I was like, oh, okay. There's no portals? I thought there were portals. <laughs> There's no portals? Uh, that's weird. Okay. Chris? Uh, so my favorite trilogy, um, if I'm going to watch like a singular movie from it, will be the originals. If I'm watching a trilogy just going straight through, it's the prequels. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So like if I just want to watch a single movie, I'll be like, all right, I'm watching New Hope today, you know, or Empire or Return of the Jedi. But you know, if I'm like, it's time for a rewatch of a trilogy, prequels. Yeah. Uh in my class on like our special like party days, we used to have to pick a movie to watch. And my class always picked Return of the Jedi, but we would only watch like 45 minutes of it. So I've seen the Jabba's Palace part like that's the best part of the movie. So (laughs) it it is. It is. And that's why Return of the Jedi is one of my most favorite things. And Jabba's Palace is like my favorite moment, like part of like any Star Wars movie. Mm, it's a really solid like opening to the that is one of the best beginnings to like a movie yeah. for me you know I mean I guess there are some movies that like really kick you in the teeth and do something edgy but like yeah <laughs> just constantly being fun and like cool and there are like consistently iconic moments it, it's the it's the first it's the first act of Return of the Jedi absolutely yeah I mean and we get Leia's best look, which was the bounty hunter outfit. The oh. Bausch outfit. She looks so freaking good. She when looks so good. Uh, and her hair is like in yes. a messy ponytail. Yes. <laughs> so good. It's Leia's best look. <laughs> um, I love I love both the EU and the canon explanation of how she got the the outfit. Like both times, like I love both stories of it. Because there was what enough, the difference. What's what happened? I haven't like so there uh how i'm trying to remember legends but like there was another bounty hunter by that name and through the it pretty much it the story weaves the same through unfortunate mishaps by not being the best bounty hunter they uh either die or get captured i can't remember from which uh canon source and then you know leia gets the the uh the outfit and then she becomes bosh okay and leading into Return of the Jedi, and I was just like, who, 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 I don't know how you watch a movie 
like that and not love Leia after that. So cool. And there are like comics dedicated to the real Bosch now mm-hmm. in yeah. canon. Is Bosch cool? In like, I haven't like, read them. I just yeah. know they exist. But. <laughs> yeah, um, like you, you feel for Bosch. You definitely feel for Bosch. Okay. Um, he's he's involved in the Crimson Rain run. Mm-hmm. He like showed up. Oh. I haven't read the recent issue. Are you guys are you guys a fan of the the Star Wars comics? Oh my god, yes. I've been getting so into them lately. I. I, like I'm, I I'm not buying all of the runs. I'm really focusing on Crimson Rain and Doctor Afra. Of course, um, you know it's as a Kira woman, and Afra. As a gay woman, I need to be repping Doctor Afra all the time. <laughs> of course, um, and of and just a, 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 a human being with taste. Well, yes, of course. Yes. Doctor Afra is amazing. She's, I love her. Um, but uh, anyway, um. I've, I've just been gobbling them up and I highly recommend everyone does the same. And I've heard mm-hmm. that the um, Vader comics are getting real, real good right now as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Is Chris, Chris, are you reading the comics? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Star Wars, the, like I said, the Star Wars Republic comics kept my love for Star Wars going yeah. uh, until we got the Clone Wars. And then, you know, now getting back into them these past couple years, like, read like binging all like the 2015 and 2017 runs for you know like the star wars main comic vader afra i love afra as a character uh sana staros you know Sana, my love yeah they they're they who's sana star staros was she the the character that was like oh i'm married to han is that the character but it turned out she's afra's girlfriend Mm -hmm. okay it was like a sham marriage for like a, a a a, a, a scam, a scam they were running, they were running. Yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair i wouldn't expect anything less from hansel that's the thing <laughs> i love like these these scoundrel ladies that we're getting i'm obsessed with all of them i want more constantly <laughs> um bariqua wookie brought up an interesting uh so bariqua wookie says maya erskine for live action afro do you know Maya Erskine from Pen15? Oh, yes. From Pen, I, that took me a second to load. I like that. I like that concept. That would be a really, like, she could play a really kooky Afro. Because, like, she's I've super never funny. Seen her, yeah, I've never seen her not in Pen15. So I'm sure that she's capable of doing non-12-year-old roles. I just would, would like to see it before yeah. I make, like, a final judgment. Um but she, yeah, she's really funny. I think the most important thing with Afro is like quick on your feet. Yeah. The actress has mm-hmm. to be a comedian. Um, Bariqua Wookie says Maya's been cast in Obi-Wan in, in the Kenobi series, mm-hmm. but we don't know for Wait. who. Wait, okay, if it's Afra, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. If Afra, like it's only a matter of time till Afra is live action. Like, like it's the biggest gold mine, Afra as a character. What if that's wait, I'm sorry. I've just been kind of confused about why Vader is in this series. Like, if not, if- Is Hannah freaking out? Sorry, I'm short-circuiting. <laughs> I'm short-circuiting. If Afra is in Kenobi, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. Oh God, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. Yeah. But, but. Uh, this whole time I was thinking like they would cast like Palm Clementif. Um just because she's in, she's Mantis in Guardians. And then like, she's already, you know, tangentially part of the Disney family, right? Through Marvel. And you just go over to she's Star Wars. Too. They've been doing a lot of that. Um, 
Marianne, do you know Dr. Afra? I don't really, I haven't really done a lot of reading with Star Wars stuff. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm dyslexic. It is very difficult for me to read and do yeah. those types of things. Um, I'm really big into audiobooks. I love audiobooks, but um, it's sort of overwhelming to know. For like, sure. What's a what's a good audiobook? Like if Afro someone audiobook. Dr. There's an Afro. Dr. Afra audiobook and you must listen to it. Is that just a place I could just jump in without needing like other context? So. Or... Mm-hmm. Is it a book, like a prose book, not a comic book? The no, Dr. It's a, Afra it's a one? Prose book. It's like a novel, but I it's like mainly an audiobook for like, oh. it, it's like specifically an audiobook, I think. Yeah, the, uh, it's also audio drama. It's like Tempest Runner, right? Where it's, you know, they actually have like different people doing the voices. Or is it, is it narrative? It's been a minute. It. Okay, it's been a minute because I think it's in the same category as Tempest Runner, where they're audio dramas, where they actually. Mariko Wookie cast... says it's an audio drama. Yeah, oh, so they okay. actually do cast other people to do the different voices instead of just, you know, Mark Thompson doing his, yeah. his best voice yep. for a woman, uh, Mace Windu, who sounds like he's from the bayou. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with no, you there. that's good to know. Yeah, where, where, where can you find those audiobooks? Audible. Yeah, that's where I listen to okay. Audible. I'm not a big audiobook person, but I mean, that sounds really interesting. Audiobooks have yeah, become they're very nice convenient. when you're like, driving and stuff yeah um and like you can do your laundry and like yes you know mm -hmm. yes keep your mind mm -hmm. busy <laughs> that's a subtle hint for me to do my laundry is that me what too. <laughs> no it's a subtle hint at myself to do my own laundry <laughs> right personally right. i my laundry go-to is i put on a contrapoints video which are all like three hours long but they're like deeply interesting and i just go <laughs> uh, uh i listen to podcasts when i drive and when i do my laundry mm -hmm. i listen to music mm. Seem, you know, my laundry doesn't last that long. How long are you guys' laundry bouts? <laughs> you gotta do all the folding afterwards. And if you wait forever, like I do, until you have like two pairs of underwear left and then you do all of your laundry, that's a lot of folding afterwards, yeah. you know? I mean, you're a step ahead with two two pairs of underwear left. <laughs> and then you do your laundry. That's good. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, you got two left. Uh, Bariqua Wookie says Padme audiobooks are everything. Mm -hmm. Like the new Padme book that came out. Is there right? like, would yeah, she recommend a like a good one to start with? Which, for I've which one? I've heard that they The each, Padme audiobooks. I've heard that they, there is like a, a there is a trilogy. Um, so there is an order, but I've heard that like, it's pretty easy to jump into any given one of them based mm -hmm. on like what you're interested in. Hmm. Um, yeah, so one, one takes place, uh, before and during uh, the Phantom Menace, one takes place in between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and then the other one takes place like right after Attack of the Clones. Okay. Well, like right at the very end of Attack of the Clones, if I'm hmm. if I'm remembering Attack of the Clones correctly. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mr. Plow says aftermath was just the narr narrator's voice. Yeah, and like it, audio dramas are better, right? Because they're all the different voices. Mm -hmm. This is my first time thinking too much into audiobooks. I've sorry, never... I didn't mean to hijack things with no, audiobooks. No, I mean it's, <laughs> no. It's, it's a medium. Like it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a you very know, legit it's, medium. It's a legitimate. It's the medium. future, quite honestly, because is it? everyone's well, everyone's ADD is like getting super like activated by the fact that the pandemic kept us all like very digitally focused. And also, like, TikTok, the algorithm is just, like, it's 
training our attention spans to be incredibly short. So everyone who had like some sort of dormant level of ADD, just it's, I feel like what I've been hearing from people is that it's been getting so much worse for everyone recently. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that, you know, because of like that, there's going to be a lot more like audiobooks because for me, it's, it's really like helpful to be able to do two things at once at all, at any given time, you know, like, like, yeah, I love to, I, I can't clean the house unless I have like a video essay playing, That's fair. which is terrible, but you know, it's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Whatever, however you can get it, get it done. Um, I feel like my childhood prepared me for this because at least it, a common thing in black households is early on a Saturday morning, you will be woken up to gospel music and you know, it's time to clean. Uh, so I feel like, you know, I always got to be listening to something when I clean now. Yeah. Have lobby and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the music stops and you stop and you're like, I can't. I can't yeah, go any just further. Like, what do I do? What I do, I do? <laughs> I'm lost. What do I? Yeah. Um, Mr. Plow says the sound effects are really good and the space battles mm-hmm. are awesome. I didn't know that they had sound effects for space battles in, uh, in, yeah, in, in, in the audiobooks. Yeah, they'll they'll add uh, music, they'll add uh, blaster and sound effects, um, and you know, like for Vader, they'll add his breathing. Uh, so yeah, so I, I think I was I just got done with the Thrawn trilogy, the canon Thrawn, the first canon Thrawn trilogy, mm. and there was a part where they played. Um, like binary sunset for the empire and i was like that feels weird <laughs> the bad guys get the good guys that feels weird yeah that is weird yeah because <laughs> even though they're the bad guys they're technically the good guys of the book right that's my favorite song though out of all the star wars movies mm-hmm. i love the binary sunset like the force theme that's my favorite i mean it's still no i'm not gonna mouth trumpet i i was gonna <laughs> I, I, there's well, I'm trying to figure out if this little motif is part of binary sound because the wait, no, 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 I lost it. No, I'm thinking about across the stars. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's across the stars. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that's, I just that's my, had that, no, no, no. That's my favorite prequel. Piece. This is. Favorite yeah, prequel. from the prequels, that's definitely the best. Uh, so good. I love Star Wars to death and you guys are like next level. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I would probably just be mouth trumpeting uh, as well because I don't know the names of them other than Duel of the Fates because that was like the biggest one for me like growing up was like, oh that, yeah, Duel of the Fates beats mm-hmm. all for me. Um, uh, Mr. Plow says great use of harp. What has harp in it? Like a song uh, has the harp in it? Uh, Cross the Stars does. Mm. It's the that opening to do, 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 before it goes to dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's harp before. Okay. Um, did I ask you guys what your favorite, who your favorite characters are? Kylo Ren. Uh, really? Above, like everybody? <laughs> Kylo Ren above Afra for you? That's difficult, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have my opinions, but all right. <laughs> uh, for me, so overall, it's it's Luke, but I also got to break it down by, by trilogy. Prequels, it's Ahsoka. 
OT, it's uh, Luke, and then sequels, it's Finn. Wait, sorry, what was that? What was the breakdown? So uh, prequels, Ahsoka, OT, Luke, sequel trilogy, Finn. Finn. Ahsoka's definitely up there for me, too. Yeah. Oh, Finn. I, I get so sad when I think of Finn. Um, I, I, could, I could write a, a, a dissertation. Yeah. Uh, Marianne. Um, my favorite, I think it's a three-way tie between Luke, Leia, and Ray. Mm. Mm. What, where does Leia really stand out to you? Like, we're talking, I like, mean, the sequel trilogy? Or, or like, like, what movie is your favorite a, Leia? As a kid, I really gravitated towards Leia because she was the only girl, really. Um, And so I really gravitated towards her growing up. I, like, had the action figures and stuff. But I liked Luke's story because it was really his story. So those were really, like, my two favorites growing up. And, like, of course, merch, they only, like, in the 90s, it was, like, little boys' clothing. So my mom would buy it for me. And it was always, like, Luke Skywalker. They didn't make Leia stuff. So um, those are really my favorites growing up. So then when I saw uh, the sequel trilogy and there was, like, oh, did we lose Chris? I mean, he's still here. No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Whoops. Um, uh, yeah, so in the sequel trilogy, when um, I saw it and it was like a woman leading the trilogy, I was like, oh my God, this is what I always wanted from Leia. This is what I wanted growing up to be able to have like a female Jedi and like leading the story. And um, that's another reason I really liked The Rise of Skywalker because we got that flashback scene of Leia training and her lightsaber and all that. I was like, yes, I knew it. That was always in my head growing up. I was always like, I just know Leia as a Jedi deep down. Yeah. Uh, I've, like, I feel like when I was a kid, I had, like, really basic taste. It's like, okay, Luke. Luke is my favorite, of course. Uh, Lando comes around. I love Lando. Um, uh, when I think of, like, yeah, my favorite character in the original trilogy is Lando. But Lando also barely gets to do anything. So. But he he has the best vibes, objectively. He He saves the galaxy twice. Right. But. In With like, no screen time either time, but definitely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're like five minute chunks and it's like, great. It's, it's like w- when we see Lando, it's great. But also um, I wanted, always wanted more. So that was mm-hmm. cool. Like reading the books and like being able to like dive into like different characters in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my taste was kind of basic growing up. And then the sequel trilogy came out. And even though I have my thoughts about the sequel trilogy and like, like uh 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 like lost potential uh finn ray poe are like i i just want to see more of them yeah okay i really love Jana too though she was in the rise of skywalker and i wish she had come in sooner yeah. she was such a good character i really hope we see more of her yeah the, yeah we we need to get the story of anset island where her and her entire platoon just defect we don't even have that story in any like, like books or anything like thing. yeah yeah so they just it's like mentioned offhand like kind of she's not even named but it's mentioned offhand in like this uh pre-rise of skywalker like introductory book mm. but does not give you any details about anything so all we got is you know her scenes in the movie and it's just like give me more more yes it's not yeah. enough yeah, I really liked her, and I thought the actress was so good too. She actually just got cast to play Whitney Houston in a biopic. 
Whoa. Nice. What? All right. That's awesome. I didn't even know they were doing a Whitney movie. Me either, but I'm like, all right, stay booked and busy, Naomi. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, I like seeing these, like, act like the actors thrive, you know? Yeah. I know, Davy Ridley coming back to Instagram. It's like, everybody be nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was a true triumph to see her return. And she's not ever going to post anything related to Star Wars. I can sense it. But, like, wait, I might be already wrong about that. No, never mind. That was Mark Hamill posted the picture of the two of them on set mm-hmm. to, like, welcome her back. Um, because I know that she wants to stay as far away from those fans as possible. But, like, yeah. I'm glad she's back. <laughs> the fans did kelly marie tran come back to instagram i don't know if she did no i don't think no, so. or maybe she back. might but have she been is... but there's nothing on it i think she was she like is... yeah i was gonna say i think she just doesn't post she is coming back to sell she is going to celebration that's good oh, which, awesome. which is huge she'll be there on sunday um yeah and i think that's amazing that like her and uh billy lord will be there and they'll be there together Aww. so that, that's good I'm so sad I'm missing it. I want to meet her so bad. Both of them, but especially Kelly. Yeah, I'm not going either. I spent all my money at Disney World. (laughs) Yeah, me me too for kind of the same reason (laughs) earlier this year. Who, uh, what's a character that like barely got any like screen time or that you want to like see a lot more of? Size noodles. (laughs) Really? Yeah, of course. That's not a bit? I love her. She's my wife. Um, but no, I mean, like, truly, though, there's a lot of drama about, like, the the, the band. Yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> I want, like, a little miniseries that's almost like a, what's that, um, that TV show, uh, Nashville, where, you know, it's, like, about the ins and outs of the industry and how it's all cutthroat. Um, but it's, like, instead of Tatooine, I would love to see it. That one episode, she killed Zero the Hut just point blank in an episode of The Clone Wars. And you're saying I'm crazy for wanting more of her? Wait, did I say you were crazy? Well, you just looked at me you're like... I mean, I I gave a judgmental look. I wasn't... uh, It was in the eyes. I'm going to cover my eyes next time and make a judgmental look. Um, Mr. Plow says Babu Freak. Yes! Oh my God! Actually, on that on that like note, Zori Bliss would love to see a bit more mm. of her. Oh, uh, 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 Carrie Russell's character. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm the opposite. I don't like when they put big names in Star Wars because mm-hmm. it's hard to separate for me. You know, because I feel like it's such its own little world, and obviously they get really famous after Star Wars. But I love when they cast unknowns. You know, because you can kind of like create your own little world rather than oh, the there's like Laura Dern or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but like she barely like it wasn't like Carrie Russell's face on screen the whole time. You know, you saw like this much of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not like. Nice. Uh, I uh, what was I? I forget what I was gonna say. Uh, Chris, did you have one? Does Lando count? Yes. <laughs> I need more. I need more Lando. I'm Lando so show win. Yes. People, I was gonna people. say, do we know for the Lando show which actor is playing Lando? Is it like young Lando it's or older an, Lando? It's the same one from Solo. Well, we no, we oh, only know two things Lando. about the Lando show. We know that Justin Simeon, who did Dear White People, is helming it, and we know that it's an event series. That's it. We Donald Glover hasn't officially. Wait, I wasn't sure if it was Donald Glover without it. <laughs> 
I mean, we 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 don't know. Donald Glover is booked and busy. Yeah, for for years. Uh, like he, he he's doing Atlanta, and he's also mm-hmm. doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, he got he signed an eight figure deal with Amazon to do like develop content for a channel, you know. So they got to bring him back for that, and like you got to bring back Billy D because he deserves to see that character out. And Billy D is eighty four years old. Uh, like, is he really? Yeah. Wow, he looks so good. I didn't know. Like, don't crack. <laughs> I, I I would love to have both of them. That that's that's my pitch: an Arrow style show where you have post the rise of Skywalker yes. Lando with Janna and those other mm. stormtroopers helping reunite them with their families and telling stories about his younger days where you have Donald Glover acting it out, and yeah. they will all connect to um the plot i want kira to be the villain because i would love to see her come back in 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 live action and then you know that's like season one and then season two is you know just called calrissian and it's Jana taking on the mantle of calrissian because she's his daughter and then she has her own series from there on is Jana his daughter i think that's a deleted scene but yeah that it it's it's no one knows for sure yeah because they say lando's daughter was kidnapped when she was uh like two we'll get the answers to that hopefully in shadows of the sith which comes out next month and that's going to become my whole personality Um, (laughs) but i thought that there was like a like somebody said that for sure they filmed it like that and then they decided to edit it out they janna had a few different interpretations like Jana was originally supposed to be Finn's sister then they changed that and then they're like she's possibly Lando's daughter then they reeled back on that so now it's just like I don't it seems like they did that a lot in Rise of Skywalker because Babu Frick was supposed to die and they were like that's too much audiences are not gonna like that so that's why they have him pop up later on like hey <laughs> yeah, yeah that's why he randomly pops up Kajimi, the... yeah but yeah still, just to let everyone know he he made it out <laughs> did zori also make it out then i can't remember yeah 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 oh right I think it was Spielberg, actually shit. he watched the cut and he's like what happened to babu and they're like oh i guess he died and he's like no <laughs> audiences are gonna like him we can't kill him you can't lose your cute little merchandising opportunities. Right? Yeah. yeah. The he way was, that like, they the porgs for Rise of Skywalker. I know. Well, they they brought Dio into it, and he. I thought he was supposed to be the little cute. Oh, one. I love Dio. Mm. I do too. But like, you always forget about him. Like, they did not merchandise that man very much. They didn't no. merchandise Rise of Skywalker like at all. I still feel like everything merch wise is uh the Last Jedi. It's mm. like that way at Disney too. I feel like a lot of it was still very like centered around the Last Jedi, and they didn't really uh, give any attention to Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Disney's Sad. marketing has pretty much been subpar for. Star Wars, like, honestly, I honestly want to say after The Force Awakens, because outside of really, like, those, The Last Jedi, like, the character posters, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But pretty much everything after that is is so subpar. Like, they did a, for The Force Awakens, they did a premiere at Disney World, like, at the, the Disney Theater. And then afterwards, like, you could buy a special ticket, and they did, like, a, a, um like a party afterwards like in the park they had characters there you know where was that for the last jedi they didn't yeah. do it where was that for the rise of skywalker you're talking like the end of the saga yeah, they that didn't do anything the biggest it was such party. an event yeah and like also like 
it should have been like three hours long. If Endgame gets to be three hours long, I think the mm-hmm. finale of the Skywalker saga gets to be three hours long. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there, there has to be stuff behind the scenes that were going on because even when Mandalorian season one came out, they didn't have any uh, Grogu toys for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that they like a thing? Well, yeah, so, okay. I don't understand who does Disney's merch because I feel like they've missed the mark so many times now. So there, there, there are two things that I'm like, okay, I can understand you wanting to keep that secret, right? Yeah. But what you should have done is like the second the Mandalorian comes out, you start sending off yeah. things to your uh, your manufacturers, like make these toys. And it's weird because in the original, when Star Wars was first released and their toys would sell out quickly, they did these essentially like IOUs. Or they're like, these won't be available for Christmas, but you can buy them. You send in the postcard and we'll mail them to you in like February or March. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that for Grogu. Like that's in your history. Like oh, Wasn't that Plus. a commercial like upset? Like in, in a way, like weren't people upset about that? Like that IOUs for Christmas for that, for Star Wars? But they released them so far ahead of time that people knew what to expect. Like, you know, because Star Wars came out in, like, May. So when it came to, like, August or September, when they knew they weren't going to have them in time for Christmas, they were just like, yo, fill these out now and we'll we'll, we'll get them to you. Because they still gave them, like, a little something. It just wasn't the actual toys. Yeah. But, but also, like... like- you they didn't know that star wars gonna was gonna be a hit in 1977 right. obviously it's a hit now and <laughs> right. you should expect yeah. that your little cute thing is gonna be everyone's christmas list right. like mm-hmm. i heard i heard that after the last jedi received mixed reviews they specifically scaled back what they did for rise of skywalker because i guess some of the stuff didn't really sell or go yeah. over well from the last jedi so they didn't want to like I don't know, make that investment, but still it's like Star Wars. And even if, you know, adults are bickering over what they like or what they don't, you know, like eight-year-olds are still going to want, you know, mm-hmm. raise lightsaber or a little Babu Frick. So, yeah. or, you know, Grogu. So it definitely seems like they should be anticipating merch sales. Did Solo come out before or after Last Jedi? After. Okay. Because I feel like after Solo came out and also didn't do well in theaters, um, I feel like they just scaled everything back. They were just like, uh, let's cancel all our plans and like reshuffle the deck. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think there might have been a psychic in the Star Wars team now that I'm thinking about it because the way that they switched from movies to streaming TV shows right before 2020, suspicious to me, suspicious to me. Because <laughs> I think that with all the upheaval and the garbage that was going on behind the scenes of like, we have to rewrite the script like seven times of Rise of Skywalker. They could and should have pushed it a year or two. And they didn't. To release it at the end of 2019, somebody is employing Cassandra of Troy. That's mm-hmm. my fear. Is, isn't there a Star Wars way to tell the future? Who does World that? Between Worlds. Someone was in the world between worlds and yeah. saw 2020. It was like, we got to get this movie out right now. Yeah. You know what? I bet it was a Skywalker that so saw the future and just, mm-hmm. you know, was just Under like, oh, I got to work. I got to work to prevent this and then made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Plow says you got to strike while the best car is hot. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's, it's true. Um, what was I? I was going to, I, sorry. I just had this like weird image of Babu, uh, Babu Frick like when it reveals that he's alive when he's like flying hey, hey, he's like babu frick and then his thing explodes like that's his death 
<laughs> like you're like yeah he's alive by the generation of children <laughs> i mean hey we we as a generation got uh mufasa in in the lion king so i mean like they could handle Babu <laughs> up in a violent explosion i mean you make a good point that was so they did sad. have to watch ray drop dead though and chewbacca explode so maybe let's not push i mean they, i'm they traumatized got, that <laughs> each yeah, of the movies we see han luke or leia die like that is so sad to me and yeah. I, I don't even know if that was supposed to go down like i have no idea if carrie fisher if she were alive Le leia would have like passed away at the at, in the rise of skywalker if, if they got to film it the way they wanted to but like i just feel like they knew they had to kill off harrison like he wanted oh, yeah, that he since empire strikes sure. back yeah so it's yeah. like i would have just let that be the only one i don't know if they needed mm -hmm. to kill luke i mean it was done beautifully but still it's sad i was I so afraid lando was gonna die in rise of skywalker yeah. i i i i was like he needs to be happy because everybody else is sad and miserable he needs to be happy and he was until i read the novelization i was like okay he wasn't oh okay Aww. noted um i know when luke died so like when he would he when you know he walks in the crate and he walks onto the battlefield and kylo ren's just like i want every gun we have to fire on that yeah. man and then they just do it and there's just like this cloud of you know like the salt and the dust and i'm like I had to bite my tongue to audibly to keep myself from audibly yelling no like I I, I was like no Luke can't go out like that and then it's he's such just a good scene he's just like right and <laughs> so I was good. like Whew. so then I was so emotionally spent by the time like he did you know like faded to the force I was just like oh he'll be back <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah that, that scene didn't really have the i think maybe because it was like a triumphant death death and mm -hmm. like a peaceful death that it, it it didn't like punch me in the face the way that like so many of them in that trilogy did you know like han punch in the face oh yeah um you know the the who else died leia punch in the face oh my god especially when chewie roars ben was a punch in the face for me personally um like damn but you know i sometimes forget that luke died because it just like it was a nice one you know yeah. it didn't wreck me my my niece uh so i saw uh with like my family my oldest niece who was 12 at the time she's getting old um saw like she loves ben solo kylo and absolutely loves him so when she when he died and she was like no and i'm just like first time <laughs> and then and then you know like it, it was a rough two years because she was also a big spider-man fan and then mm. any war happened and so so then oh. i was just like you know it, it's fine i bought her a kylo ridden like technically i bought her two kylo ridden lightsabers now so like she mm -hmm. she's fine <laughs> yeah no that was a i mean that was a that was an emotionally fraught movie for the ben fans i i speaking as one like i was gagging throughout the whole thing like what's gonna happen now he got stabbed that one time and i i just i was like this can't be the way it ends there's no way and he got thrown into that pit <laughs> and, then he, and then he like had like the kiss and it was like oh my god they're getting a happy ending and then he died immediately after that are you kidding like that was just the roller coaster of that movie <laughs> And don't forget the one line we ever hear from Ben Solo in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> uh, 
Rise of Skywalker had a lot of like fake out deaths though. Like that was the big thing for me. I'm like <laughs> C3PO. I was so tired. Yeah. <laughs> the end of it. it. It was weird. And then Chewie. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I was too wrapped up in the ecstasy of Ray using force lightning that I didn't even notice Chewie was supposed to be dead. I was, mm-hmm. I audibly like yelled when that happened in the theater. I was, uh, Sawyerism was there watching it with me. And she and I had been theorizing Ray was a Palpatine since 2016. Oh my God, same here. Cause when she did the lightning, I was like, I, I was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Yes. And like, I thought that I had laid it to rest. Like last Jedi was like, they were nobody. I was like, boom, done, I'm fine with this. And then I was like, you're telling me <laughs> after all this time, I was right. You made That's me think so I was funny. wrong. And then I was right. It's so funny because I never believed she was a nobody. I was like, she's either going to be a Palpatine or a Kenobi. And they're just trying to throw us off. She's not really yeah. a nobody. Like the lightsaber called to her. Like there's, you know, she's using the force. Like she's somebody. So I never believed that. I liked that she was somebody even without a noble bloodline. But I'm I'm totally down with her being related to Palpatine as well. Because it like ties all the trilogies together too, it you is. know, because Palpatine versus like the Skywalkers, it's always been this big back and forth. So what a poetic ending that a Palpatine becomes a Skywalker yes, and I good wins, it. you know? I um, saw her grab the ship and I was like, Starkiller. And then oh. she did the lightning and I was just like, Oh, she's better than Stark. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I like the fact that, like, you know, Rise of Skywalker brought back um, the uh, the legends kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, Palpatine fucks. <laughs> that's the thing though he like made a clone son and his clone yeah. son fucks but like fucking by proxy i guess yeah. uh, i mean the the, the, Palp- the clone is palpatine just with so so technically you know like, you know yeah legends was wild by the way that's just a side oh, yeah. note legends of just clones and sons and 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 you know everything uh that Luke. was being forced bodies yeah. Yes, Luuk. Luuk, and then Luuuk, and then. Well, um, I didn't know Luuuk. I knew. Yeah, Luke. I think he's like a good clone to fight the bad clone. Oh. I think, or maybe a replacement bad clone to fight regular Luke. I'm pretty sure there's a Luuuk somewhere. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I never read those as Luuuk or Luuuk. I I did Luke and Luke. <laughs> Um, what, uh, uh, what, what are you guys thinking about the, uh, the new streaming stuff and like what's to come? Well, no, let's do new streaming stuff. The stuff that's come out since, oh. uh, we're talking like Mandalorian. We're talking, uh, we're talking Boba Fett. That's pretty much it. Right. As far as streaming. Bad Batch. Concerned. Bad Batch. I always forget about Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, I was not like crazy excited for Bad Batch simply because in the season seven Clone Wars Bad Batch arc it was just you know it it wasn't for me yeah it felt like this is the part of the Clone Wars that you know it's always been part of the Clone Wars this is the part that like it's like oh this is awesome for like the eight-year-old boys who are watching it I'm sure they're having a fantastic time I am more interested in a different aspect right um and, you know, that's obviously a big old generalization. There are plenty of adult women who adore the clones. But, like, um, you know, it, it's just never been, like, my area that calls to me. And it's been sort of like a, 
you know, camaraderie and power of friendship thing that I feel is like for the younger audience a little bit. Um, so I kind of was like, oh, these are some episodes. Um, there's some different clones. That's fun. They're, they're goofy. They've got personalities. Yeah. Um, but you know, like that was not something that I was hyped up for. And then it came out and like that first episode was like insane and fantastic. And then it was like so political and Saw Guerrero was there, which, you know, if Saw Guerrero is there, I'm, I'm in automatically. <laughs> I, I love Saw Guerrero. I will watch anything yeah. with Saw Guerrero. <laughs> so. Um, I think for me, uh, so I remember when The Mandalorian came out, and I don't remember seeing much promo for it, and I was like, ah, what? it's Star Wars, I'm going to watch it. And I don't think I watched the first day or maybe the second day that it, it had come out. But I remember all these people were posting on Facebook, people I didn't even think were Star Wars fans. They're like, oh my God, Baby Yoda. I'm like, Baby Yoda, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> and so then I just watched it, and I, I was hooked um and but when it came to things like you know like uh the book of boba fett and the bad batch i think since i've watched those since being on tiktok and interacting with the community and having all these in-depth discussions about people that have been clone fans like really really deep clone fans forever or you know like like i think of like stardust m who is a huge rogue one fan and it has like knows all about like you know like saw guerrera so you know like it was like you know him coming on and just being able to interact with the fan base and people from all these different backgrounds who love and are able to draw things out of star wars that i'm not because I'm not them, I haven't grown up the same way they have, I think has made the overall experience of these streaming services even better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really how I feel too about all the new material coming out because even if it's something that I'm personally not super into, like, so what? There will be something else that I might like more and, you know, other people might like something I don't. So I feel like more material coming out, whether it's movies, shows, that's a good thing because that way there's, you know, something that everyone will like. Yeah. Um, are you guys excited for what's to come? Because, okay, what, I, is, what is to come? I Kenobi, was thinking about this Ahsoka. today that I can't figure out whether the Acolyte is ever going to happen. Yeah. I have at least cast I was, people. I was so excited for it. And now, like, there are rumors that it's been shelved. And it's like, don't take that from me. I was so hyped. <laughs> I don't. I, so we know Kenobi's coming out this month. Ahsoka is filming right around now. Mm. Um, Andor's coming out? Yeah, Andor's supposed to come out in the fall. Um, Bad Batch Season 2 is going to come out later this year, probably. And then Mando Season 3 at the end of the year. Uh, I still think the Acolyte is coming. I, I still say have, have hope, Hannah, because they have cast uh one of the main characters they you do have a showrunner and they are laying groundwork for things in the acolyte in the high republic they did okay. dooku jedi lost so i think there are a lot of things that the story group is weaving to get us to the acolyte uh amandla stenberg is the yes. lead character yes in the acolyte in the acolyte yes. they better not cancel it now i'm i'm gonna be so pissed if they do yeah, I was like, I wasn't quite sure if it was them or not, but yes, it is Amanda Stenberg. Um, just just a side thing that I I'm I'm seeing like a casting call for like two characters from this is as of April twenty second, so a week ago. 
um, two characters, Paul, male, white, 50 years old. We've never seen that before in Star Wars. So it's nice to know that they're, you know, they're, <laughs> they're trailblazers here. The role is described as a series regular, but only needed for one season. And then Miri, female, black, eight to 10 years old, the role is just described as a lead guest star with Lucasfilm possibly looking for identical twins to portray the character. Whoa. Oh, because they're kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you just- Oh, I assume yeah. that's then maybe like a young, ver- maybe Miri is the acolyte and maybe that's young Amanda Stenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The acolyte's code name is Aura. A-U-R-A. Oh, well then never mind. I guess not. Maybe not. No, the code name for the show. Oh, is oh. it? I think so. Oh, maybe, yeah. I can't tell by this sentence, so maybe, yeah. Well, that's that's cool that they're like publicly posting their casting calls and stuff. Also, with a character like the Acolyte and supposedly like going over like Sith artifacts and things like that, it's just, you know, perfect groundwork for, you know, an Afro series or more Afro content because, you know, she's an archaeologist. So can I rant for two seconds about as well the archaeology that's happening right now in Dr. Afra because I think it's the coolest stuff. I'll give you three so, seconds. That's okay. Cool. So there's this there's this cult called the Ascendant and they make like dark side technology. Yeah. That's, oh no, I mean I, I was just joking about three seconds. You can take as much as you want. Like. Well yeah. So basically um they I, I just think it's so cool that like every time we see the way that non-force um sensitives interact with the force like it's always like a little different. Um, like, I don't know if this is canon anymore, but like the, the, um, Chiss had like the Isali Mary cages that like, it's like this blizzard that they capture and they put it in mm-hmm. this like specific contraption and it like neutralizes the force in like a 10, 10 yard radius or something. Right. Um, uh, are they not like- canon anymore? So th- those are legends. The Chiss are canon, yeah. but those at least for now are legends. Okay. But like I, I just think that's like the coolest thing ever. And um, the uh, the way like the canon, I guess, version of that is these like this like ancient sort of Sith worshiping cult that were not Sith themselves that were trying to like it's called the Ascendant, and they were trying to like replicate the powers of the Force with like technology. And some of it is like magnets and bullshit, but some of it is like like Afra like holds on to this like artifact and it just like gives her this like crazy dark side vision oh. and it's like it's like is this legit like this changes kind of everything if that's something you can do like harness the force with like crazy technology and it gives Shira and I'm obsessed with it so uh it sounds like something Moff Gideon would want like would be on top of you know mm-hmm. I mean I'm just saying, like, Dr. Afra would definitely be around to, and, and like a hired gun that could help him find it if he wanted. Mm-hmm. Dr. Afra takes place bef- between, well, the current run is between uh, Empire and Return. Mm-hmm. Is she older in, in the current run than she is? I mean, a little bit. Like, her first clear. run was what? After episode three, right? Yeah. Like, between, uh, no, like, I think it was like before, before, before four, I think. Yeah. Okay. She's like, she's she's got to be like late twenties, early thirties. She can't yeah. be older than that. I, I don't think. Yeah. Um, like, I think she's a comparable age to a lot of like Han Solo. Um, yeah, 
yeah well i so mean like, she she must be because she's dating han solo's ex-wife that's true <laughs> so yeah so i think that oh there's plenty of potential for uh afro to show up in yeah. any of the live action shows set in the new republic era or even in a post-sequel era because she would only be in her like 60s i mean oh yeah she could be around. I think that hmm. if we see her, it'll probably be in that like Mandalorian bubble of time though, um, because mm. that does seem to be where they're focusing a lot of their guns, um, like really filling in that space of like the development of the New Republic and the rise of the First Order, which I'm so excited to see. But So she'd be roughly what, 40? Something At like that, yeah. Mid thirties even. If it's that time period? Cause she's yeah, what, I mean, like a little bit older than Luke? Yeah. 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 Okay. So probably around yeah, probably around 30. Okay. Um there's a lot of like cool things to come. Um Marianne, are you what are you looking forward to? Like, cause there's a okay, so like high rep wait, what no, not high republic. Uh Rangers of the New Republic got canceled, right? So like I guess anyone looking forward to that is uh, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. But also, like is Rogue Squadron still on? Oh, it's, it's somewhere in the ethos. Is that Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron? I think so. Mm. I mean, we know she's working on Wonder Woman 3 right now. Mm. So that could easily be a, and with the, the DC Warner Brothers murder, they may just be like, you're done after that trilogy. Or maybe she does other things. That's true. Who knows? But, you know, I, I imagine they're going to announce some things at Celebration. Mm. that should put some more things into perspective yeah um but i would say if we don't hear something by like the d23 at the end of the year then i'm gonna be really worried for that project yeah uh marianne what are you looking forward to yeah um i'm most excited for kenobi um i'm really excited for it and i'm also really excited for the ahsoka show um i think it, like a lot of times when I've, you know, heard criticisms or something of right, people are always like, oh, but I like Ahsoka. And I just don't feel like comparing an animated character to a live action character is a fair comparison. So I'm really excited to have like a live action woman main character again, outside of, you know, just Ray that we've had. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And then uh, I'm excited for Kenobi. I love you and McGregor. I'm so excited to see him be Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Yeah, and also like comparing a TV character versus a film character is like you get yeah. so much time with the TV show character. Like mm -hmm. it's not a fair comparison at all. And like their arc can take place over so many. Like you can have like yeah. an episode that's just dedicated to like developing that one character. So I think mm -hmm. it's a bananas. And part. Rosario Dawson, I think, is such a good choice for Ahsoka. Yeah, fan casting done right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see the fran fans' preconceived notions get challenged anytime like new Star Wars comes out. I mean, it happens with Marvel, but like Star Wars is very specific. I feel like people want very specific things out of their Star Wars, you know. Um, yeah. And so, like when Kenobi comes out, and if like God forbid Kenobi like you know a female character beats Kenobi in a fight, then like fans just go wild you know yeah the rabid yeah, fanboys yeah. you already uh have seen it i remember there was this one guy who did a video where he was just like if kenobi gets beaten by the grand inquisitor oh yeah the whole show away and i'm just like okay you gotta 
you got to think about this contextually, which Star Wars fans are terrible at, <laughs> and Marvel fans too, yeah, DC fans. Uh, it's fandom, but yes. Yeah. If Kenobi is trying to hide, that means he needs to not draw attention to himself. Right. Beating the Grand Inquisitor is going to draw attention to himself. Escaping, maybe not. Yeah. But beating him and beating him handily is going to be like, oh, this is a threat. We need to call everybody in or call Vader. Vader so, would come. I mean, yeah. Right. So, like, we already know that rematch is going to happen, but it's just like you, it's the preconceived notions combined with a lack of comprehension skills that really just ruin everything. Right. For Star Wars, like, from the sequel trilogies to the anthology films to now. Yeah. Are we, is, is Vader going to fight Kenobi in this? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, yeah. They Kathy. said it was going to be like a rematch situation. And Kathy for a Kennedy while, said the rematch of the century. Yeah. For a while, I was kind of like, well, that's like dumb because in A New Hope, it said like last time I was the learner and you were the master. But maybe that's a different last, you know, maybe they're not referring to Mustafar. So I'm, I'm, and I think they also say you should not have come back here to Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. So I assume that means something's going to go down like on. Well, but that's the thing. The Death Star wouldn't be constructed by them, would it? I don't know. I mean, it's in construction, right? Yeah. Wasn't it in construction for a long time? Mm-hmm. They were building it pretty much at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh my God, right. There's a shot of it in Revenge of the Sith. I'm mm-hmm. like a fool. But yeah, I, you know. <laughs> but, um, so perhaps, and perhaps Obi-Wan just goes there and does not for some reason, notice that they're hoarding an insane amount of kyber crystals there, but, um, okay. um, I guess as we, as we, like, our Star Wars love has spanned the past, the present, uh, obviously, you know, these upcoming shows, what's, uh, what's the one, what's one passion project that you would want to see happen that they haven't announced yet? Afra, Afra show, just a, not her in anyone else's show, just a show about Dr. Afra. That's your number one pick out of everything. Yes, yes, out of everything. Mm, Young Ben Solo show would also be. (laughs) See, I'm forcing (laughs) you to pick. I'm forcing you to pick because. No, no, you know what? He's got his backstory in the comics. I'm going Afra. Afra has her her story in the comics, though. Yes, but he has his childhood in the comics and then he has three movies. Afra deserves more people to know her name. Jedi Finn. I'm, uh, I, I get hurt every time I think about Finn. I just and I need I need I need vindication. I need retribution, uh, reconciliation, reparations. Yeah. A lot of Asians. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. I'm so torn because I would I'm, I would really love to see a continuation, like you know Ray getting to train Finn and like where they go from there. But I feel like the nostalgic part of me really wants a young Leia show. Like mm-hmm. I want to see more of Leia's training and you know her journey. Um, so I think that that's what I would choose. It's bonkers to me that Brea Organa is not like a character. Like she's there, but she's not like there. You know, like her Wikipedia is like three lines long. Who? Like Leia's adoptive mother. How yeah. does she not have any kind of story at all? I, like, right? Yeah, there's, there's so much so to explore with Leia. There's so much we don't know, you know? What's her name? Uh, Brea. B-R-E-H-A. Now oh. she she's did. Bill's wife. She, yeah. she did. Uh, have quite a bit in uh, Legends. You do see some of her in the 
Queen's uh, trilogy, the Padme trilogy. Mm. Um, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it, but (laughs) like, okay, yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe it's been a while since I last checked her Wikipedia, but like last I checked in, I wanted to like know her backstory and I assumed there would be like a book about her. (laughs) Uh, Is Jimmy Smith's coming back for Kenobi? He was rumored to be seen on set. Uh, I don't remember if it was confirmed that he was going to be in it, but I think it'd be pretty uh, safe to say that he's going to be in it. I wish we'd get Liam Neeson. I feel like that'd be so cool. You know, I I I wouldn't be. I I think we'll probably see him or hear him. You know, he he's like, you can't believe any actor these days that's saying they're not going to reprise a role yes. that they've been. Yeah, I feel like he kind of like he's Andrew Garfield little... lying to our faces. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, is there somebody you guys want to come back who hasn't been announced for for Kenobi? In that time period, I'm trying I mean, to think. This of would who. be a huge stretch, and I know it won't happen. But it would be so cool if they got Natalie Portman to be some sort of like force memory that young Leia tapped into mm. to explain how she has these memories in Return of the Jedi. Because mm. um, again, then you get a little young Leia. You could tie in, you know, her memories. We get Natalie Portman. Like I hadn't even considered. We check so many boxes. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, that, I'm getting all excited flipping my quarter around. <laughs> no, yeah, that like so that, that unlocked something because I I I had always regarded that as like yeah, that's obviously a plot hole. How she says that she has memories of I hadn't even considered like Leia's being Maybe she could like tap into something like that's memories awesome. of what her mom was like. You know, is, flashbacks of Natalie. Is Zam Wessel the shapeshifter in? Mm-hmm. in She's episode dead by two? then. What yeah. if she faked her death? and pretended to be Padme, and then went to Leia. No, it's just a super convoluted thing that doesn't uh, happen. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I would also agree with Natalie Portman for Padme for a few reasons. I know a lot of people talk about the, uh, you know, like there was in, in Legends where Obi-Wan went to Shmi's grave and apologized for failing Anakin or, you know, for what her son turned into. And I feel like Obi-Wan has to make the, that apology to Padme as well. Mm. um because it was through his and you know like talking to you know like beth uh you know mara.j.skywalker skywalker on tiktok and camilla boricua wookie about you know like obi-wan as much as he failed anakin he also failed padme like he's known her for how long and he knew that something was going on between anakin and padme and he let it slide because he knew it made Anakin happy but if he actually had those conversations and one thing that Camilla has talked about recently is okay you know Obi-Wan sneaks onto the shuttle for Padme right you know and because of that that's when Anakin turns on Padme and you know he's just standing there while she's being choked out and he's just like let her go yeah and you know like I you know what it's just like what why you know why are you just just standing Force push there him throw him do, off do, like do something and protect then, her she's pregnant right and, and you know she's pregnant now and then you know you just leave her laying there on the ground while you and anakin are fighting like <laughs> such a good point <laughs> she falls kind of comfy though 
Like the way well, she falls, she just kind of goes down for a nap. Well, like eight months that, pregnant. I, I don't know. There's lava going around. That can't be comfortable. She's in <laughs> she's in full clothes and everything. She's got two two babies inside her. Yeah. Like no, let, let's that's not. But like the other thing is is like okay, Obi Wan, you could have just chilled at Padme's place because where is Anakin coming back to? His well, the mother of his kids, I don't think he knows they're married, but like the mother of his child. Like, so all you got to do is just hang out there, have a conversation. You don't have to go there to be confrontational. But I think that. Mm-hmm. And then, I think with, then that means because he went that he kind of knew she wasn't going to convince him, though. Right. Right. But at that point, would Anakin have actually harmed Padme there? Because I think also, so. Because Yoda says to him, like, you know, um, trust your feelings. You'll know, like, how to find him. He could have just chilled outside Padme's place waiting for Anakin to come back. He didn't have to confront Padme. Padme did not need to know those things at that time. You know, so it it pushes the story forward. But there's also with the fact that Obi-Wan and Satine had their sort of relationship that he could have better related that to Anakin and Padme and Padme paid the price for Obi-Wan's lack of insight into how to properly teach Anakin I mean basic thing is like there needs to be better therapy in Star Wars like (laughs) generally in this Jedi need therapists the the Jedi need therapists I mean it was Yoda does not count Yoda's maybe the worst therapist I've ever seen like they go to him for therapy and he's just like Deal with it. Yeah. In Yoda's defense, though, if Anakin had been more straight up with him, Yoda probably would have been able to give a better answer. Like, you know, Anakin just says somebody he cares about dies. Okay, who? How? Details matter, right? Because, like, in a general sense, like, yeah, don't, you like, you know, you have to let them go. But if he's like, it's my wife and the mother of my kid, Yoda's going to be like, Oh yeah, no. Uh, uh, let clear my three o'clock, Mace. I got some things to do. <laughs> I, no. I'm gonna disagree with that. I'm gonna say that like it's like when you get in trouble with the law and you go to your like your like. Let's let's imagine that happened to me. You know, did I wanna like hypothetically in this situation tell my parents like like I got a ticket at the beach, uh, you know, or or whatever? No, but my parents when they found out, they're like, you should have told me. I'm like what would you what they wouldn't have been helpful they would have come down on you you know i mean but come down on him would have been secondary to actually getting the help that was needed and at that point if anakin has padme she's healthy she's going to live their baby well babies but they think baby is going to live anakin probably would have been a been fine being expelled from the Jedi Order if he was expelled because he does have his family. Anakin wanted his cake and he wanted like to have his cake and eat it too. So he wanted to be a Jedi Knight. That's always been his goal. And he wanted Padme. He wasn't going to lose her. And he wants the kids and he wants all of that. And the only way to get everything that you want is the dark side. But For, he got none of it. He got none of it because of the dark side. Yeah. I mean, but he it, there is an argument made that he could have actually you know, stayed a Jedi while having this because the fall of the Jedi Order is because they're so stagnant in their beliefs, they didn't change. Yeah. And so if this is something that confronts it, 
because Anakin had friends in the order. You also had Obi-Wan. You have, like, granted, this wasn't at the time, but now their feelings with Ahsoka and everything. That would have, post the war, the Jedi would have had to be confronted with everything that happened in the past three years and how they needed to change. Mm. Okay. Hmm. I'm a lawyer. I can make an argument all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, yeah, I also think like episode three Yoda is not the same as on the run Yoda. On the run Yoda is broken because he's, he like, he didn't have humility, like in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think Yoda learned some lessons from losing everything. And that kind of sucks for Yoda. That's why I love the Revenge of the Sith novelization mm. because it talks about it when it's like in those moments where he's getting like flung back from the lightning and his claws are going down. Like but while he's falling, he realizes that even if he won here, the Jedi have already lost. And it's because they didn't change. While the Sith were small, they were able to adapt and everything. But the Jedi, over the course of the 900 years of his life and like 700, 650 years of his leadership, they failed because they didn't change. Yeah. Um, God, imagine, imagine being alive that long. That must suck. Yeah. <laughs> and just spend the last, what, however many years just in isolation and then die because of a mistake you made. Just kind of sad. I, he he died because he didn't want to deal with any more Skywalker nonsense, and I really <laughs> don't blame him. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with him on that. Um, by the way, my pick for future stuff is I need to see Aftab Akbar, um, mm. uh, Admiral Akbar's son, because I, I want I I want a main character that's an alien, like it's not humanoid. Um, so like let's see a Ray, Finn, Poe, Aftab, Rose, Jana. Jana's her name? Mm -hmm. I always forget. Uh, you know, let's get Jana the... to Jana. That's the easy way to Jana to Jana. Yeah, I remember, that, that I remember Jana. Darth Chaco and I have the same thing of like growing up with the cover art of Jana being like, this is this is our Star Wars crush. All it takes <laughs> is one good cover art. Um, I didn't even have a crush on Jana. I just she was like, she was my favorite in in the the new Jedi series. She the sword of the Jedi peak. She was she was great. Poetry. I miss I miss her. Um, uh, as we as we close up this episode, uh, uh, I don't know whether you guys could sum it up in such a short thing, but like, why are you in love with Star Wars? There's what just so about much. Star Wars specifically? Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much that like, no matter what speaks to you about a story, there's something in this world that like you can find and can light you on fire you know like I feel like that's why so many people like it and for entirely different reasons and it's maybe why nobody in the Star Wars fandom agrees on every on anything is because everyone likes it for something slightly different because there's there are so many stories and there's so much world building and it's just so like all-encompassing that like you could you could literally spend your life like learning about all of it um and you'll never be bored yeah yeah i really like um the excitement and the adventure of it i really like adventure type movies and when i saw a new hope i just really 
like fell in love with it during the binary sunset scene when Luke's just like wanting more and wanting this adventure and then you know has this epic three movie adventure and um I just was immediately sold and um yeah I think that's really what I like the most about it yeah I I think uh for me is that Star Wars is is hope and it's love and through those it inspire it's inspired generations and just being a part of a community that loves Star Wars and you see the love that people have for individual characters and how that will inform and greater your love for a character for the media itself you know like Camilla I like I liked Padme before but now like after talking to Camilla extensively about Padme I love the character yeah. and I'll fiercely defend her and talking to different people who have loved different aspects of the sequels than I did. And that's great in my love for the, the sequels and the prequels and just seeing all this energy in, in a positive light for something that we've loved for, whether it's a few years from, you know, like the sequels coming out to the 90s and even like the 70s for some of the, the older fans in the community. It's something that you can bring that love and positivity into your own life and then walk with it because it's just, as we know, these past couple of years have sucked, but we found this galaxy far, far away where we have all this love and this hope and we can carry into like, we're going to get to better days. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's inspiring. The stories are really inspiring. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why it's been around for 40, 50, but I don't know, 77, 40, 45 years, 45 years. Yeah. Uh, it's because something in it rings true. Right. Uh, and, and there's different things. Maybe you're a fan of uh, Jabba's palace uh, and that <laughs> stuff, you know, maybe you, you love uh, Babu Frick, uh, you know, uh, maybe, I mean, I, I'm sure there's somebody out there that like that death stick dealer Whatever his name is. Elon Bagano. Yeah, there's about to be somebody who that's their favorite character. And they're just waiting for that limited series, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they might be waiting a little, you know, a bit longer. <laughs> but maybe one day, you know, we'll we'll get to see that. And so, like, uh, uh, you guys are right that, like, there, there's so much to it. And so um, everybody likes it for a different reason. And it's nice that we can, like, come together and like talk about our love for it, no matter what, you know, mm -hmm. uh, as long as we're accepting of each other's like differences, you know, yeah. uh, and what we're interested in. Um, I think that makes a makes a big difference. Um, thank you guys so much for for coming on to the show and uh, taking time out of your out of your night uh, to uh, uh, to be here and, and talk with me about your Star Wars love. Um, before we get going, uh, let's just say Hannah. First, uh, what is your social media? Where can people find you? What do you got coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am on TikTok and Instagram at, at Discount Bogotan. Um, I've got just more plenty of uh, Star Wars funnies coming up on those platforms. I'm trying to start using Instagram, Instagram as a platform a little bit more. So if you want to help me with that, you could give my Instagram a follow at discount Bogotan. um but yeah uh just just living just living my life chatting about star wars and i hope to hang out with you guys there <laughs> all you guys do great work might i say 
Y'all do great work. And uh, uh, I love having you guys here. So, uh, uh, Marianne, where, what's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? So I am at Screaming Namaste on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, if you want to check out my stuff over there, I talk about a lot of pop culture things, commentary, jokes, a lot of Star Wars as well. Um, yeah, so go check that out. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Uh, awesome. Uh, and Chris, where, where can we find you? What do you got? Uh- uh, you can find me at Star Wars Lawyer on TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, and also my podcast, Too Black, Too Nerdy, on wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Is it a two or a T-O-O? T-O-O. Okay. If anybody spells it either way, I'm fine because it works either way because both me and my co-hosts are both black and yeah. both nerdy. So it works either way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I do Star Wars content, lore, cosplay, what ifs. And uh, also I put the founding fathers in present day and have them react to things. So (laughs) it's, it's, it's it's wild, but people find it funny. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Also you have that like really cool ass logo. Yeah. That that's new. That's that that's new. Uh, The brandification of Star Wars lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's uh that's the birds of prey subtitle of the movie right no that's emancipation of harley quinn yeah emancipation yeah um the fabulous emancipation anyway that's neither here nor there fantabulous (laughs) fantabulous that's what it is uh uh thank you guys so much for for coming on this show uh thank you to to everybody out there who's been watching whether it's on volume.com twitch or youtube uh bariqua wookie mr plow explosivo steve um, and we had uh, uh, Brian with a beard earlier saying, I think he just said, sup, everyone. So, sup. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit late, but sup. Um, for anyone out there who wants to find the, the Keeg, uh, we have multiple different shows. Uh, you can find us pretty much wherever at The Keeg Show, um, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, uh, whether it's Twitter, I guess, whether it's Twitter. I'm not really... Uh, the Keeg's not really too much on Twitter, um, but we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash The Keeg Show if you're looking to to, to uh, give back to The Keeg in one way or another by donating, subscribing to a tier as small as $5. Uh, but we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up, and uh, we're going to be at Star Wars Celebration at the end of the month um, making content. And then we're also uh, doing uh, a live after party um, for Star Wars Celebration on May 28th. So, you know, if anyone's there, uh, definitely, there. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I will have our own out. party. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to anyone who's, who's not coming to Star Wars Celebration. Um, neither of you, right? Marianne or Hannah? Nope. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll pour yeah. one out for you too. I did go to Galaxy's Edge though, and that was very fun. I'd highly recommend it. And now you're rubbing that into me because I've never been to Galaxy's Edge. And right, I'm sorry. Rise of the Resistance. Right? Yes, the blue milk. If that wine is working when you're there, it's 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 a grab bag sometimes. I had a something, one of the animatronics was on B mode when I went, but I had a blast. What was B mode? Like it slightly moved? I, I don't want to, no, no, no. It's like a, there's like a projection instead of the animatronic, or like oh. a screen instead of the animatronic. Mm. So, I don't want to spoil anything, but okay. apparently it's like a really cool animatronic that's very complex and frequently. <laughs> I uh, I need to go, and I, I apologize. I think I to know everybody. which one you're talking about. The um, last one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
thank you guys so much for, for coming on. Um, either way, uh, look for the things to come from uh, Hannah, Chris, and Marianne, and uh, the key. Uh, if you're uh, listening to the podcast, you couldn't see what we were doing, but you were listening to us. And that's wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of this all. Uh, once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Key Talks Star Wars Love. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Super fast.